I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, did anyone um, order anything online on Black Friday? No one's admitting it. Not one person. Thank you. Someone out there did. Okay, a few of you. All right. Has anyone ordered anything online ever? Let's try that. Okay, there we are. Um, we ordered one or two things. Um, and uh, um, do you know these, these courier companies? Um, this is on the theme of waiting. It's not just me telling a joke. Um, so these courier companies, they'll sometimes send you an email saying, your package is coming today. Have you had one of those? So we had one of these emails the other day. Uh, your package is coming today. Uh, and I'm not going to mention the courier um, at all. Um, I'm not. Um, and, uh, and the package was coming today. So, okay. So I was, um, I've, I have a desk at the front of the house where I do um, most of my work. Um, and, uh, and so I can see uh, when, these, when these couriers come. Uh, and so I was sitting there and, um, and waiting, and then I saw, I mustn't tell you the color, because then you'll know which company it was. I saw the van come. And so I unlocked the front door so as to be ready. Uh, I was watching and waiting, and there it was, parked outside the house. I saw the driver get out of the, house, of the, the car, the van, and walk around and open the door. And so I, I motioned to the dog to lie down in the place she needs to lie down when couriers come to the door so she doesn't scare them away. And, um, and, and then I came back, and the van drove off. So I thought, well, it did email and say a signature will be required. Maybe it didn't actually need a signature. So I looked out of the door, and there was nothing on the doorstep. And so I thought, well, maybe he's delivered it to the house across the street. So I walked across the street, and I went onto their porch, and I had a look. Nothing there. I looked around, and all I could see was Amazon packets on people's doorsteps, because Amazon had been. It wasn't Amazon. And, um, uh, and it wasn't there. And, and the van had driven off and not delivered the package. Um, and it ended up, it came the next day. And um, goodness knows what happened in those moments between the driver getting out of the truck, going to look at the package, and then bring it. Maybe it wasn't there. Who knows? Um, but I say that because as we are in Advent, we begin once again this season of waiting. And if you've sat in all day and waited for a package and it doesn't come, you might have found that quite infuriating. When you wait all day for a package and the van comes but it doesn't drop off the package, that is even more infuriating. Suffice to say, I am not very patient and I'm not very good at waiting. So if someone in this church has been praying for patience for the rector, please could you stop? I am not very good at waiting. And the truth is, the world isn't very good at waiting. Christmas began in Walmart on the 12th of November. In other places, it began earlier. And you might think, well, Walmart's doing quite well there. Uh, we, we get ready in the world to celebrate Christmas. And then the church says, hang on a minute. It's not Christmas yet. We're waiting. Advent means coming or arrival, and so we're waiting for the coming of Christ. And the question people often ask is, well, are we waiting for Christ to come the first time because we know he already did and that's kind of weird, or are we waiting for Christ to return? And many of you know by now my answer to everything is both and. We are both waiting to celebrate once again 
the story, the mystery, the wonder of Christmas. And also, as we heard in the reading, we're looking forward for not the package to arrive, but the Son of Man to return. So we celebrate Jesus being born in the first advent. And the second advent looks to Christ returning as Lord and King. We live in the now and the not yet. The kingdom has come, but it has not fully come. And so in a sense, Advent is a season of two or three dimensions. The dimension where we look back to Bethlehem. The one where we look forward. And then the present moment where we wait and wonder. So of the first coming, Advent is a time when we prepare to celebrate again the incarnation, the birth of God in the person of Jesus. We prepare to tell the story with pageants and carols. We prepare to live out and reenact the story ourselves. Some people um, do just as they did in the story and they travel home. Thankfully not for a census and to pay taxes, we hope. But they travel home to the place where they're from to be with their family. Or maybe you are the family to whom people are traveling. The world around us is preparing to celebrate the coming of Christ to earth. Emmanuel, God with us. But many of them don't know that they're doing it. Ask people why they put lights on their houses for Christmas, and they probably can't tell you that it symbolizes light in the darkness. And you might just be the person to encourage them and thank them for that truth. We're the ones who know the truth and the truth that sets us free. And so we can show people the truth of Jesus. We have the words to explain what is going on. In the announcements, you heard it was okay to invite people to come to church for Christmas, and that might sound an odd thing if you think, well, I'm always going to invite people to church for Christmas, but the reality is so many people have not encountered, or at least they've long forgotten, the true meaning of Christmas and the truth of the Christmas story. No matter how many times we hear the story, the Christmas story is never boring. Maybe you have a movie that you've watched time and time again, and you can quote it so often that your spouse gets slightly irritated when you quote that movie. Maybe if you're a parent or a child, it's the same scenario. Your child constantly quotes a particular movie. And I think the children have gone to Sunday school, mostly, there's a few here, uh, and maybe it's your parents that just annoy you with saying the same thing again and again. But when you look at the same thing again and again, you see different things each time. And so each time we open our Bibles and hear again the Christmas story, there is a sense of something new. Because the story is retold not in 2022. The story this year is retold in 2023 with what we see in the news and what's going on in the world. So let's pray that this year we pick up something new of the hope of Jesus. 
to the first coming and then the second coming. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again, as one of the communion prayers says. That's a great 10-word summary of our faith right there. We look forward to the day when Christ will come again. In the reading, we have images of clouds picking up the portrayal of the prophets of God's coming in judgment. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light, says Isaiah. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The imagery of Christ's return in the Bible is dramatic. And many people have spent many hours making many predictions of when Christ will come again. And as we all know, they've all been wrong. Well, or or something else is going on, but that's, yeah, rabbit hole, David. Um, As we know, they've all been wrong because we're here today. And so it's not so much about spending time wondering what the exact day or hour will be when Christ returns. It's about being in that state of waiting. In Mark's Gospel, we see um, the watchman is there, and, and the job of the watchman is to watch far away. He knows what he's watching for, and he's going to catch the first glimpse of it coming, and then let others know. We're not meant to know the day or the hour of Christ's return. We're meant to live, anticipating that it could be any moment. And that can feel stressful. If Christ was returning today, what would you need to be doing now? Well, I mean, probably you're all right, you're here. Um, But it's a good place to be if Christ returns. Um, But if Christ returns tomorrow, what do you need to do tonight to prepare? We don't know the day or the hour. And if you, like me, don't like waiting, the thought of it is quite hard. We spend so much of our lives waiting. We don't always realize that we're doing it, always looking for the next thing. And it's not helpful to become obsessed with exactly when. We've actually created in our world a number of things to help us uh, reduce the anxiety around waiting. So if you catch the bus ever now, you can text your bus stop or download an app that will tell you exactly where your bus is. If you're waiting for that package to arrive from the online order, I mean, it doesn't mean the driver will get it out of the van, but you can see where it is and track your package as it goes from Mississauga to all these other interesting places where there are depots across Canada. We want to know everything. We spend so much time on our phones watching and waiting for what's happening in the world. Advent is a season that invites us to put the phone down, to say, you know, if I track my 
FedEx package all the way across Canada. I'm going to learn some geography, but it's not going to help me feel any more confident in the arrival of the package. The day and hour is unknown, so we need to keep disciplined, remain faithful, and remain watchful. Watchful in our own lives and our own behavior. Watchful that our faith doesn't slip from being active to inactive. Jesus wants to find us watching and waiting. And so Advent is a season for us to spend time waiting in the present between Christ's first coming and Christ's return. That's the time we live in. We live in the light of the Christmas story, knowing that Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, of God, has come to earth, but it's not come in its entirety. It's not come in its full and perfect form. And so we need to learn to wait. Paula Gooder, in the book, um, The Meaning in the Waiting, says, if we want to appreciate Advent fully, we need to relearn how to wait, to rediscover the art of savoring the future, of staying in the present, and of finding meaning in the waiting. Advent seems impossible and uncomfortable as we wait as we wait for Christ's return that we know has already happened, and as we wait for what is to come at the end. There's an image that um, Paula Gooder uses in this book of, of a snowball. Uh, and when a snowball is rolling down a hill, um, it would be gathering snow. And with every revolution, it enriches the story. And so as time goes on, we have to dig deeper into the story to find it once again. The story is not finished. Salvation history continues today. We say that God is outside time, and so somehow in this season, we look forward with hope to an event that has already happened. We're waiting for the past and we're to do it actively. Living in a season of waiting is hard for us to do. We look at the world and we long, as we look at our news, the news around the world, we long for peace. We long for justice. We long for change. We long to see a difference made in the world. We can look forward with hope. And so in this season of knowing that we're not going to be able to change the news, we're not going to be able to change the world, that we know someone who is changing the world, who will change the world, and who in us is building the kingdom in the present. 
who may not be able to change the world, but we can, as we've heard, buy some food to share with our neighbor. We can give a gift to someone that means something to us. Living in this season of waiting is not meant to be a time of despair. The themes through Advent, hope, peace, love, and joy. And we'll talk about each of those as we go. But today, I think we can look forward with hope. We stand and watch for Christ to return. And as we do, let us allow our hearts and our minds and our lives to be prepared. How does waiting for Christ to return impact our present? How do we live for Christ today? Maybe this Advent, you have such a long to-do list, a shopping list. All those of you that said you didn't have any packages come, maybe you've still got your Christmas shopping to do. Maybe you have food to buy and people to see and places to go. And we're reminded in Advent to take time to stop and to wait. And that may not be a whole day of stopping and waiting. It may even be for you finding 10 minutes 20 minutes in the day to stop and have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, open an Advent book if you have one. I can send you resources if you want electronic ones. Uh, Or maybe open your Bible and read through the Advent readings. Spend some time. Not much time if you haven't got it, but just a moment of time thinking about what it means to wait. When the package does eventually arrive and the driver does get it from the van to the doorstep and it's opened, there is an excitement of the order that has come. And so as we look forward to Christmas with anticipation, we know, because we've been here before, that the manger will not stay empty. The lights will be turned on. But for now, we wait looking forward with hope. And as we long for Christ to come, we're going to spend some time in a moment praying. Uh, The band are going to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And so while that happens, we'll have some people at the front who'd love to pray for you. And I was thinking about, was was there anything particular um, that people might want prayer for today? And, And it may just be that you're feeling hopeless, or not necessarily hopeless, but that you have less hope than you'd like to have. That might be a better way to put it. You'd like to have a bit more hope. And so if you have something you'd like to come for prayer for, be it healing or another person, by all means come forward and and someone would love to pray for you. But maybe you'd just like to come and say, would you pray that I would be filled with hope or would be given more hope? So I invite you Uh, to to do that if you'd like to. Why don't we stand and I'll pray um, and then we'll sing and pray. Um, Just to advise you that we've only got one song during prayer ministry. Um, I know I've said this before, so that means if you would like prayer, don't leave it and wait for the second song because there isn't one. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love we experience at Advent. 
Lord, for those of us that find patience and waiting is hard, we pray that you would give us peace. Help us as once again we retell the story of Christmas to learn afresh what you have to say to us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.